Do 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 do. People are strange. We're, oh wait, wrong. Totally wrong movie. So, but it could work. So, Demolition <laughs> Man. Demolition Man's a movie that I think, out of all the movies we've picked so far, might be something that one person watching this show, this clip, this video, or listening to this podcast, because at this point in time, I'm not sure how this is getting spliced up and where it's going. But you might be sitting, watching, listening, hearing, feeling, touching, tasting this content and thinking, the fudge is Demolition Man. If you are in that spot in your life where you have never heard of Demolition Man, the movie that theorized that Taco Bell would survive an actual upheaval and collapse of society and go on to become a luxury dining establishment, if you are someone that doesn't know how to use the three seashells instead of toilet paper, uh, or that physical contact is something that we don't do in the future, then Demolition Man is for you, because it is a antiquity-type film that pitted Wesley Snipes before a laundry list of felony charges versus <laughs> Sylvester Stallone before a laundry list of facial enhancements and plastic surgery, and these two strapping young men of the 90s Two heroes or titans or action stars of in and of their own rights. While Wesley Snipe hadn't got into Blade yet, he was bound for greatness through that. Sylvester Stallone just got done beaten up or getting his head knocked in, depending on which movie it was in the Rocky series, and then being tricked into doing other films by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we will watch a trailer <laughs> on that later. But you had these two titans, and they were going to square off, and it's one of those things where I love anytime you have two big-name actors and they are going to collide in a film and that's what demolition man promised and that's gosh dang it what demolition man gave and that's <laughs> welcome, the bottom line because welcome to Wesley demolition man. Snipes said so welcome to demolition man so tj uh i always kind of start this off hardcore and 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 take the lead on when we talk about a movie but i want you to do it tonight man because Demolition Man, I would not have known about this movie had it not been for you. And if you don't know me and TJ, Aww. me and TJ have been friends for the better half of 300 years or so. And um, uh, the, uh, part of the reason I am so cultured in my movie repertoire is because I know that guy right there. Um, part of the reason I like Friday the 13th and everything else is because of that guy right there. So, TJ, I would have never watched this ever back way then. <laughs> If it had it not been for you. To you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you wave the right way? Because it's hard yes. for me. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> did, you, did you do it in an appropriate manner where you weren't going to make any physical contact with us, Travis Morgan? <laughs> Travis. You oh, one yes. Son of a. <laughs> TJ, Johnny on the effing spot, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, TJ, take her away. How did you? Tell, tell me about this movie, brother, and let's talk about it, and let's, uh, Demolition Day. Okay, Demolition so Day. De Demolition Man. <laughs> Demolition, Demolition Day. Man. Demolition Man is your, like, quintessential, like, 90s action movie where, like, everything explodes for no apparent reason whatsoever. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> which, which is what makes it so great. You know, this one stars Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes, and honestly, um... Probably they play so well off of each other in this movie. And 
there's just so many things about it like to even talk about i don't even really know where to start um you know you mentioned it earlier taco bell surviving the franchise wars uh the three we, we didn't, see it, didn't see it coming did not see it coming but they made no, it you know what i tell you what every time i watch this movie i want taco bell <laughs> like every time because it's like why don't you know it's like why don't you join us at taco bell dear god <laughs> like, tj you're proving that their product placement works so i'm just one rat burger that's all i want okay. yeah all right rat TJ, burgers did look pretty good continue with your <laughs> rat burgering <laughs> um let's see what else the three seashells gag, you know, I like in this movie how they really don't ever explain how to use the three seashells. Yes. So for the longest time, there was this kind of underground thing where it's like, how do you use the three seashells? <laughs> Apparently, there's uh, somewhere you can go where like the, the writer of the movie or something actually explains how, which kind of, you know, kind of ruins it. But it's still funny. But, no, I, you know, no I agree with you, TJ. I absolutely hate the fact that someone actually explained it that worked on the project. On the that project. was the whole yeah. point of the three C sales is nobody knew how to use the three she sales. That's so she sales, she sales down by the sea store. I can't say it. Um, you know, <laughs> while we were watching it the last week, you know, I was actually surprised how many times because I never, you know, like every time you would say, you know, a swear word, you would get this. <clears throat> You are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute. So, <laughs> I, I love never... that. Where did you get that? I want it. <laughs> we, we need that for stream, and that might help me rein in some of my colorful vocabulary. Honestly, I had to look for it. Like, I went to Zedge's website. Did you get just, the MP3, though? Uh, no, I never downloaded it. I oh, just, downloaded uh, it to the CAC. We can use that from now on. This will be great. I'm on, yeah. There's only one, and it has Wesley Snipes doing a little <laughs> at the end. Um, <laughs> I've got mixed scrap. I can take care. I can take care of Wesley Snipes. I can do this. So, but like, <laughs> how many times that like that actually goes off in the movie? Because you don't realize it. Like at first, you hear it and you're like, Haha, "That's funny," but then you get kind of caught up in the action and the dialogue, and it's just you know, like you keep hearing it in the background. You though, keep what's so funny? <laughs> you know, no, and they stuck with movie. it. They stuck with it through the entire through the entire like movie. It wasn't just like a one off gag where they only stuck through it with the first act and then kind of left it alone. Like, they kept it in there. What you know, I like just... about... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, what I like, too, is about you're so far in the future, and you, you got the cryogenics, you're frozen, you come back, and uh, so uh, you're inputted, like, while you're asleep, asleep or frozen, they can somehow put skills and stuff into your head. So they give Sylvester Stallone, he, he loves to knit. He knows how to knit now. And they give Wesley Snipes all these combat abilities weapons training but there's no weapons there because hey we're all peaceful and nobody dies and then they they just one of, <laughs> one of the things that i just thought was so funny like they go to a museum it's like here's all these weapons well yes of course we have a bunch of ammo with it as well how would you like to break down this glass barrier now you're a super villain <laughs> you know <laughs> that's one of the things i i think i even paused and i was like where do you get the ammo? <laughs> yeah, Apparently they stored it that's, with the weapons. That's great that you got that M240 tank buster there, buddy. Uh, you got any rounds? Oh, right there, sitting next to the car. Oh, oh okay. Oh, well, yeah, I guess we didn't dispose of those, did we? <laughs> it's such an advanced future where they store the ammo right next to the weapons in the museum. <laughs> yeah. Because no one's going to, There's you no know, crime. 
There's no yeah, crime. Why, Why not? The police in there are just like they're hilarious. It's like, you know, they're they're talking into that that little TV on a stick. I don't, I really don't know what it's like. <laughs> Instruct the you know person to yeah. lie down with yeah. their hands on their back, and it's or like or else. Yeah, and then for you know like what is it? Say it like with a firmer tone, and then add or else. Or else. <laughs> I like several points in the movie, too, where they were like, they'd ask Wesley Simon Phoenix, they'd ask his characters, like, he'd be working on a computer or something, typing away, and they'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) It's part of my program. I have absolutely no idea what I've got going on here. So I've never made this connection. I've never thought about it until just now when TJ was talking about it. Um, But they basically did with what The Matrix did with Neo in this film before The Matrix. Right? They uploaded a bunch of, like, training stuff in his brain, and now he knows how to... I know Kung Fu. And now Simon Phoenix knows (laughs) a lot of stuff. Yeah, they really did. Matrix ripped off Demolition Man! Put that... Put that in the Academy Award thing. You are (laughs) fine. Yeah, take that! We're coming after you, Matrix! I am so fine in this MP3 form that I can give the cat, because if we ever swear... What was that? That was just a smash the dinghy. Oh, smash the dinghy. Okay. I just want people to know to smash it because we're coming after you, Matrix. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, like, comment, and subscribe. Smash that dinghy for great content from Reggie Nerds. Hey, you guys want to know some interesting trivia right quick before we continue talking about this is This is Demolition Man trivia, and maybe it shapes what some of you are about to say, but would you Do like to know some buzzers? No, I mean, not well, actually, if you want to, sure, throw it out there if you know it, but Sylvester right. Stallone wanted this action star of the time to be Simon Phoenix, and it was not Wesley Snipes. Bruce Willis? Nope. His first choice, Jackie Chan. Oh, okay, all right. Jackie yeah, Chan yeah. declined because he said Asian audiences did not approve of a character that, or an actor that typically plays a hero suddenly becoming evil. That's very true. Very true. Which, Jack which, Chan, very which, smart guy. Which, yes, but also at the same time, go watch The One starring Jet Li and tell me you don't like that evil <laughs> son Jet of a Li gun. Jet Li is such a good, bad guy. Granted, he was also the good guy in the film, but still, like, you know, whatever. Um, but you know who doesn't like people? Skynet. And we're the nerds, and we're going to talk about T2, Judgment Day. And for the longest time, I always want to put an additional E into Judgment Day. And guess what? The judgment is, that's incorrect. That's not the way you spell judgment. Holy crap, it's not. It's not. I know, my brain thinks that there's something missing, uh, but there's not. Uh, So, do we want to, like, throw up uh, me and TJ on screen like we usually do to talk about this? Or do we want to keep all three of us on screen? What do we want to do? Well, I don't care. <clears throat> okay then. You can always all three of us because this is this is really kind of all three of us have seen this. All three of us have. Yeah, and and Cac's doing a good job with the transition. So if he's yeah. still, uh, I, I like that. So let's go. Cat, okay. give us an intro, some kind of intro, and let's go. In a near future, actually about twenty years ago, a robot will come from about this time to the past to tell us that he is going to save the world by not killing the lady he tried to kill several years prior and saving her son. That's right, I'm talking about the confusing nightmare of fun that is the Terminator franchise. And yes, it went to absolute crap crazy burgers after this point. But let's remember this. T2 Judgment Day is awesome. The first Terminator is pretty good. 
T2 Judgment Day, Terminator 2 was amazing. The chase sequence, that semi getting jackknifed, all of the things that happen in this film, minus the annoying voice of a young child actor, <laughs> was amazing. It was good. Yes, was there some confusing things? Sure. But at least our actress, our heroine, Asakana, uh, played it appropriately. When she first saw the Terminator, she wasn't like, hell yeah, brother, let's do this. She was like, you tried to kill me! You tried to kill me! You're like, come with me if you want to leave. Um, so yes, I love this movie. <laughs> I think it's great. I think a lot of people love it. A lot of appreciation for it. Yes, has the franchise went all back crazy? Sure. But we're here to talk T2 Judgment Day, and we're going to start with some nerdy thoughts from some nerdy boys. Which one of you fellows would like to kick it off? TJ, I want you to take it away. Take it to where? <laughs> to the near future? Slash yes. pass with Skynet. 9th, August 29th, 1997. That's when Skynet went live. <laughs> <laughs> Get to uh, the chopper! And our whole world was nuclear bombed and all that shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so first off, let's just say, you know, if you've seen Terminator and you've seen... Oh, crap, what's her name? Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton in the first one, and then you see Linda Hamilton in the second one. I did not realize that that was the same actress... <laughs> She did um, kind of go from a cutesy kind of thing to like a ripped military insurgent. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's honestly like to it played on screen as if someone who was just hunted by an unkillable machine and survived and then started going like all super commando type and that's really I mean how it played on scene on the screen and it worked great. Like, I think this is probably one of the few movies where the sequel is actually better than the original. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, Mr. Cack, what... Oh, are you done, TJ? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, Cack, what did you think? Like, where did this, like, uh, like you said, this is this is iconic. It's one of those... And I've got a lot to say about this. So, like, if you don't have a lot to say, go ahead and say it now. Because I've got... I've got a, I've, I've got a bunch. <laughs> Don't you threaten me. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, so for me, when I think of the Terminator franchise, honestly, I think of Terminator 2. Like, I'm not actually thinking of the first Terminator. I'm not really thinking of any of the sequels. Everything that I attribute to things or aspects I like, I, I'm basically remembering the moments from this film. Uh, the biker scene where he walks butt naked in there and just gets what he needs. Uh... That I mean, I remember that more so than I do whatever he did naked the first film, uh, or whatever nakedness happened afterwards Watch day in tomorrow. those other films. Nothing yes. clean, right? <laughs> but like, but like all Nothing of the clean, like, right. I think it's because this one had. Granted, his voice annoyed the crap out of me in both this and Pet Cemetery too. Uh, that it had a child as like the focus character. You had uh, John Connor in it. It was easier for me as a child to associate with this than it was with two adults. So I was like, okay, like that'd be cool. Like if I was a kid getting caught up in this and getting to miss school, like that's awesome. Granted, he was already skipping school anyways, but still <laughs> awesome. Uh, so I, uh, yes, when I think <clears throat> of the Terminator franchise, all of my knowledge is actually just coming from this movie. Did I watch the first one? Yes. But everything, the T-1000, by far the best, like, villain, the actual thinking of the Terminator franchise and thinking of... Uh, the T was it T eight hundred? No, no, the T eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. T eight hundred is it? T eight hundred or T six hundred? T hundred. Yeah. So Arnold's Arnold's model. Honestly, I like. There's often moments I'll forget. Oh yeah, he was a bad guy in the first one. Um, 
because I appreciate T2 way more than I do. It just it felt better, it looked better, the action was better, the score was better, the moment where Sarah Connor is getting fried in that uh, along that fence post because the world is getting nuked better, all of it so much better. And that's so, me. <laughs> and that's you. All right. So um there's a lot of things that go into this um this movie that just like that absolutely floors things for me. Um, it was number one. It was one of the first movies that made me uh, appreciate cinematography and movies in general. Every kid in the nine, in the nineties, early nineties, mid nineties wanted to be John Connor. They really did. They wanted to be the kid who had the Terminator as the best friend. Um, so, couple notes about this movie one of the things that i uh remember vividly i i did not watch this in theaters when it came out because i was only seven years old i probably watched it a couple years later but uh the nuclear explosion scene in the middle of the movie when before she goes to get dyson terrified me as a child and traumatized me as a child and still kind of does When, so, like I said, whenever I do these movie reviews, it's 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 something we've seen 400 times. I like to stay stay fresh on it, so I watch it again. To this day, that scene still, you know, you get a get a, a silver climbing up your back. You're like, oh man, that's intense. That's crazy. Um, so another thing about this movie that I really enjoyed the special effects compared to what we have now are minuscule and. I don't want to say crappy, but they're crappy. But if you take 1991, James Cameron had so much to work with as far as a budget to make the T-1000, to make all these um, – uh, uh, you have pra- pragmatic effects and – or practical effects, and you have CGI. So they had to, they had to do a lot with CGI, which was in its infancy. So it didn't translate good into film as – what we would consider now does but man the practical effects so like the stunt man jumping off the with the la river you know jumping off the gorge and chasing the semi the semi driving off into the la river you know like a lot of that was done by actually doing things <laughs> they actually got a semi they pulled it on the cable and rode over a bridge. <laughs> you know, it's a, that, that's part of this. That, that, this is kind of what I kind of consider the last generation of practical effects. You know, and it really was. Um, quick note, uh, when John Connor and his red-haired buddy roll up to the, uh, the ATM, they withdraw $300 from some miscellaneous checking account to go to the arcades. You see, kids, back in the day, what an arcade was was a video game emporium while you went in you put a quarter in the machine you got to play teenage mutant ninja turtles or all these other kind of games they were all over about the place it wasn't in a box in your living room you actually had to go to a physical place and there are a bunch of games you could play if you had enough quarters anyways so he withdraws 300 dollars. so to put that in perspective 1991 to 2021 what john connor actually withdraw to you and i was about 650 dollars <laughs> so um I wish one of the things that I really wish after watching the last Terminator, I guess it was Salvation, uh, where 
Connor's still there and they go visit Arnold, who's land human traits and I've got the wife and kids now, even though I'm a machine. I wish they wouldn't have killed off John Connor because the one thing I really wanted to see in that movie was Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong and, and sort of a reunion kind of thing. And if they they could have killed him off after that and I'd have been okay. But like I, I really wanted that. Uh, Ed, Edward Furlong is he's such I really feel like he got the short end of the stick on this because like everyone saw him as John Connor and he didn't get many roles after that other than Pet Cemetery 2, Detroit Rock City which was excellent. Um but like he 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 did such a good job in this. Like it had it not been for Edward Furlong in this movie, I don't think it would have been as good. You could keep Linda Hamilton, take everyone take keep ev- the whole cast the same. Take out Edward Furlong, and I don't think this movie means as much. Uh, another note, Linda Hamilton in 1991, still a total babe despite her muscled up, yeah. So one of the things that you mentioned earlier with Linda Hamilton getting jacked from Terminator in 1984 to 91, she actually... Sorry, that was super delayed. Oh, sorry. Um, so Linda Hamilton actually trained with an Israeli commando for like 12 weeks... And I, I forget the numbers. I, I read this, uh, but I forget the numbers. But it was like three hours a day for six weeks straight. She went through weapons training, combat training, and a bunch of all this. So like you and and you see that in the film. It's kind of like the certain the way the way she maneuvers around a room. It's kind of like wow, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, but to that 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 which made it all the more believable. So you didn't have to you didn't have to try to get more. Um, you know, special effects in there. You had actors that could do it. All these actors went through weapon training. Uh, Robert Patrick, uh, the T-1000, went through weapons training on his, um, I guess it was an MP9 or an M- uh, the, the, not MP5, but the shorter version of the MP5 where he's flying in the helicopter. Um, anyways, he had to fire that weapon before he could pretend to shoot that weapon. So that's another thing about this movie that I like that James Cameron did. He was like, no, no, no you guys got to kind of get into part here. So here's another thing that I really liked. The story has really kind of the, from start to finish, it's kind of an emotional overload. It encapsulates everything. There's a little bit of comedy, there's drama, there's action. This movie did it all for me. So John realizes at a very young age, what his mom has been talking about is totally real. Even though he thinks it's bogus or nonsense, and at the time, he doesn't really have a mom or daddy. He has foster parents, which later get killed by the T-1000. Um, but now he encounters this machine that's here to save him, and he somehow kind of bonds with it, and it becomes sort of a father figure or Uncle Bob. Um, the end of this movie still makes me tear up. It really does. Uh, where the Terminator has to be, well, terminated. You know, he, he has to be lowered into the molten steel... And that scene at the end where, like, uh, John and his mom kind of embrace after it's because he just, in a way, kind of killed his dad, you know? And there's a lot of weight with that. This movie had so much emotion to it. Uh, James Cameron is so good at that. The last thing I will say about this before we can discuss it further is there's one, well, there's two scenes. Well, no, there's one scene in this movie where the helicopter where the T-1000 is chasing Schwarzenegger and they're at Al in the police van and they fly under an overpass. 
And I remember thinking to myself, wow, dude, that is so cool. Flew under no I wonder how they faked that. Well, what they did was the camera crew was the camera crew was like, no, we're not going to do that. And James Cameron said, all right, we'll do it. So in that scene where that helicopter flies under that overpass and you have a shot from behind and a shot from in front, that's two different takes because you have a Vietnam vet pilot who's used to flying a Huey and that helicopter flew under that overpass. (laughs) I never knew that until like three days ago when I was doing some research on that because I thought it was on a track. No, wasn't on a track. That's a Vietnam vet flying that helicopter on an overpass, not once, but twice, with James Cameron saying, you sissies don't want to do it? Fine, I'll do it. Let's do it from behind. What's that? Reset? Let's do it again. I'll get in the chase car in front. (laughs) I've always wondered about that scene because I never knew how they pulled it off. Now, they did a lot of shots with a helicopter kind of on a dangling crane. Um, With The pilot, by the way, was the same guy. Um, when T-1000 jumps in, it's like, get out, and the guy jumps out of the helicopter. That's the actual dude, by the way, who's the pilot. Um, but I've always wondered how they did so many of those scenes. There's another scene where he's swooping down, they're following, they're following, he just up, and then over that overpass. That's a real helicopter pilot doing a real helicopter maneuver. That is so cool to me after, like, years of not knowing how they did it. Uh, and that's one of the things I love about Cameron is like so many practical effects. It's like, well, we can do this on a computer and Cameron's like, no, let's blow it up. (laughs) But so everything about this movie, just there's, I don't have one bad thing to say about it. Everything after this, I've got plenty of bad to say about this, but to me, this movie was the movie. If you were alive in 1991 and around that age where I was seven to 10 years old, this movie was like your movie, man. And like, I'll always, and that's another thing they said in the nineties, man. And I man. still say it to this day or like, dude, you know, they'll say where dude come from. Everybody calls these are dude. It's John Connors. Why, you know, this movie was so monumental to everyone in our generation going forward. Like people our age now still feel like John Connor looking at these young people you know, it's just this movie, it kind of like transposes time like you it's it was made in 1991, but you watch it and you're like, hey, this could be now. You know, it's just everything about this was good. I will never, ever say a bad word about this movie because this movie was my childhood in the playground is where he spent school, most of his days <laughs> chilling out, relaxing. Anyway, here, I'll say uh, some bad stuff. This movie's bad ass because it's the only terminator film to win or be nominated for an oscar this film is bad ass because until the born ultimatum in 2007 and mad max fury road in 2015 this was the only sequel to win an academy award when the previous installment received no nominations ergo it's the only such film of the 20th century hey Hey, what do you think? So yeah, so we, like we can all it's, agree. It's, it's, it's almost a certifiable fact. This is the best or prime example of an instance where the sequel is leaps and bounds better than the the original. Hands down, hands down. TJ, uh, while you were talking, Jared, I was just remembering. While you're uh, talking, Jared, I was just taking a nap. No, I was I was thinking about the movie and just kind of remembering you were talking about the. Uh, uh, the the nuclear explosion. I'm guessing that was the slow motion scene where she's really kind of banging on the 
I love that. Yeah. But I was thinking what really kind of got me when I was younger was the um the 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 whole like scene where they're in the with Miles Dyson and trying to get the arm and the chip yeah. and blow up the place and then just honestly it was Miles sitting there with you know his oh, whatever yeah. he was holding over like the detonator part and of just, the uh, CPU that he made yeah and uh I, I, that part right there like every time I watch it it's still like it hurts to watch just because. I don't know. He does such a good job. He does a good dying. Yeah, he, he really does. The breathing I, I, and everything. I, yeah, like as soon, as you, as, soon much, as you said I, that, I, like longer I can hold this. When you started oh talking, TJ, my mind immediately started drawing the picture of him sitting there, like yep. clinging on for as long as he can, uh, just to just to stall to with that people. detonator. Honestly, to save people. He wanted all of them out because he did not want to take any innocent lives. He was telling them, I don't know how much longer I can hold this. So get out now because I'm about to die and this is all going up whether you have a say in it or not. But, you know, honestly, like throughout the whole movie, there are so many good parts in it. You know, like the chase scene with, you know, like you were talking about with the semi truck and and then like the little pickup truck with the camper trailer on (laughs) it. And that camper shell on it. 55 miles an hour. I can get out and run faster than this. I'm John Connor. <laughs> you know, like even like that, like scene, like I, you know, driving on the interstate in a pickup truck, I kind of, it's, you it understand. still creeps me out. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, there's a little bit of what if the guy in that, in that semi truck right there is suddenly going to go crazy and try to run me off the road. Sure. <laughs> You know, what, do I do? what if that guy in the semi truck suddenly looks at me and his face morphs into me? So when you were Get talking out. about Robert, uh, Robert Patrick um, doing like the weapons training, which arm did he train with in the helicopter? He's left handed. He's definitely <laughs> left handed. Um, and now now I, I, I want to say that if, if you go back and watch this, there's a scene in the helicopter where you see him and he's got a weapon and he's got a hand on a stick and there's a third hand somewhere else. But I think he actually has four because in order to operate a helicopter you need four well you know (laughs) you need four hands (laughs) you need you need two hands and two feet so if he is unloading a mag and putting another mag in while still flying a helicopter it stands to reason he is goroing it which means he has four hands somewhere um but i i never could pause it to see the fourth hand but yeah uh we need to get the blu-ray and watch it and pause it Yes, we do, because Blu-ray is so much more high definition than the DVD. I've never seen the fourth hand either. I've only seen the third. Right. No, and that that's me, too. I've only seen that third. but And that could have been a Spielberg or a Cameron thing where he, uh, sorry, <laughs> mixed movies there. Uh, could have been a Cameron thing where they're like, eh, nobody will notice this. And then, you know, us gun nuts 25 years later are like, wait, wait, where's this fourth hand? He can't fly that helicopter and load that gun. Um, but, uh. No, uh, uh, that that to me is that's that's one of the best scenes in the movie, is it not? That and in the psychiatric ward where he's like, "You got to help my mom." He's like, "Stay here," <laughs> and just like takes out a, a host oh, of the them. Elevator scene. Oh, the elevator God. scene with the with the T one thousand, like just. Blech. <laughs> so, according to James Cameron, that elevator scene caused uh, Linda Hamilton to go deaf in one ear because in between takes she forgot to uh, replace the earplug she had taken out. Yeah, that little 1897 shotgun will uh, will definitely 
puncture. Yes. Blow yes. those safety eardrums Safety notice. Up. Do not Safety fire notice. a weapon in an enclosed Inside space of an elevator without earplugs. Without earplugs. <laughs> so, Jared, you were talking about James Cameron's kind of like attention, if not almost rigidness to, well, if you can't do it, we're just going to do it my way. Um, and, and to that effect, he, so Arnold apparently uh, tore his hands up because he couldn't wear gloves while using the shotgun for the uh, motorcycle sequence um, because, uh, I don't know why. That's he a hard couldn't. flip. Yeah, it's a hard flip while riding uh, a motorcycle. So his so his fingers got stuck in the mechanism for for uh, cocking the gun. Uh, so he tore a lot of skin on his fingers many times before he mastered it. He frequently hit Edward Furlong with the gun while doing it. <laughs> One time, almost knocking the young actor out. Uh, he had achieved all of this uh, while trying to act and control a Harley at the same time. As James Cameron told him where to look. He could not dart his eyes because he's the Terminator, so he had to always be looking dead straight forward um, because he had to look cool. In fact, yeah. there were lots of weeks that he had to be reshot to doing this because he had to quote-unquote act cool, which, yeah, I mean, like, I get that because, like, everything, like, you see from the Terminator in this film, if it, if it wasn't as, like, coolly precise as what it looks like in the finished product, yeah, I probably would have a totally different respect for this in terms of maybe I wouldn't like it as much. But everything Arnold the Terminator did in this film was just so cool. Yeah. Even when and, Edward Furlong was telling him it wasn't cool, man. Well, and a lot of those scenes on a bike, uh, you know, that that's Schwarzenegger, you know, riding that bike. Uh you know, because he's, a, a, from what I understand, he likes to ride motorcycles um, and smoke cigars. You never saw him with a cigar in this one. But uh, he knows his way around a bike. So uh, I can totally believe that. And if you ever had one of these uh, lever-style shotguns, you know, what he's doing there in that scene. And you and, uh, uh, John Wayne does this in True Grit some, where you flip it out, rotate it around. It's supposed to cock the next shell in. That looks like a whole lot of fun. It is not that easy to do because there is tension on that lever. And with Schwarzenegger, Mr. Universe, um, and even John Wayne, you know, it's I've tried it before. I didn't have the same kind of gun. That probably had something to do with it. <laughs> but but I've tried something similar before. That's not as easy as it looks. Now, I can only imagine how hard it would be to try to do that while riding a motorcycle. This has been Rage, you nerds. Uh, my name is Mr. Cack. I was joined by Jared. Thank you, Hello. brother. I Hello, was joined you, by TJ. Thank you, TJ. Uh, if you've enjoyed any of this content, regardless of where you're listening or watching or just absorbing this this knowledge into your brain, we hope that you like, follow, subscribe, whatever you can do to show support on whatever platform you are currently consuming this content. Uh, if you are currently watching this on YouTube, please make sure you hit that notification bell after subscribing. We call that smashing the dinghy or... Smash the dinghy. Because that'll keep you up to date on all of our latest content, so please make sure that you... Smash the dinghy. <laughs> also, if you don't, we will smash your own dinghy with a hammer. Smash hey boys, the dinghy. If you don't like, comment, and subscribe. I'll smash your dinghy. Smash I'll come to your dinghy. house. In the middle of the night. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Da -na 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 -na. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> And scene. <laughs>
Na 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 na. Jeff Goldblum. He hey, had uh, his got, shirt uh, open, uh, 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 and you saw shirt, uh, his uh, chest uh, bush. Uh, 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 uh. I got these computers here. You guys under 20 don't know how to work. <laughs> I'm tired of these monkey fighting dinosaurs <laughs> on this Monday to Friday amusement park. All right, good night.